Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast, your weekly source for all things Final Fantasy TCG. But no, no, dude, so um, you know, I, I've been playing a lot of Magic this week, and actually when I was at the uh, event in Richmond, uh, somebody who plays up with Muhammad, uh, I was using my Noctis mat today, mm-hmm. and they came by and they were like, oh, you play Final Fantasy? And then uh, I was like, yeah, you know, we just kind of talked, and he's like, yeah, I play with Muhammad. I was like, oh, Chris Adams, he's like, oh, shit, I, I, I know who you are, I've never had a chance to meet you or whatever. So it was really cool. We had a you know guy from Muhammad's store um, that was down here playing Magic. So it was it was nice to kind of kind of spread some Final Fantasy love. Of course, I was I had my my Returners coffee mug as well. But you know that I, I could talk about that all day. But Adam, you know what I you know what I'm here to talk about. You know what we're here for today? Uh, a Magic tournament, I guess. Based on what you're talking about. Well, that's what I was that's what I was doing earlier today. But we are back for the next episode of the RVA Returners podcast. Boys, welcome. I'm your host, Chris Adams. With me always, Adam Lane. Say hi to everybody there, brother. Hi, everybody. Yeah, he's here. He is here. And we got a lot to talk about. Um, we've had everything from, you know, a couple of major tournaments happening, uh, a fresh promo, uh, cards that don't do what we've always thought they've done. <laughs> well, no. they, they do. Well, okay. Yeah, kind of. I, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're picking up what I'm putting down on that. Yeah. You know, and you know, no, 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 uh, no wordplay this week. We're just gonna dive in, man. You know, we're we're diving right into the deep end. I got my swim trunks on. I got my dragon floaty. Got my nose plugs and my goggles. It's summertime, or it's close to summertime. We're diving in the in the pool that is the news. So first up in the news, uh, this uh, I want to say this happened earlier this week, or was it was it actually it Sunday was, or Monday? It was at the Japan Cup, which I will probably talk about like right after this. Uh, it happened because of a play that happened there. Yeah, specifically regarding Alba. Now the three cards that are in question are Alba, uh, the legendary Sarah from Opus Seven, and Opus Two Nono. Yeah, now, and, and actually the play happened with Nono, believe it or not. Did it really? I thought it would have happened with Alba. That's <laughs> nah, why. Yeah, it actually happened with Nono, which caused questions about Alba. And then I remember as soon as I heard about it, um, I was like, okay, well, Sarah has to work the same way too because she's worried exactly the same. Absolutely. So, but yeah, so, ba- basically what it is is uh, they they were you had to choose as many as is kind of the keywords and like on the cards. Uh, so like with Alba, it's choose as many words of darkness as you control. With Sarah, it's 13 characters. And with Nono, it's uh, Job Moogles. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that it's supposed to be up to. So that kind of changes changes Nono and Alba a good amount. Sarah mm-hmm. was kind of whatever, to be honest. Because she could mm-hmm. already just kind of dull her own stuff and then do stuff on the stack. Um, exactly. But the other ones required you to choose your stuff or your opponent's stuff only. So it's kind of hard to get around the triggers. And, and Alba, if you're playing like the tribal deck, sometimes... Your opponent's board just wouldn't be wide enough for you to be able to dull things at all. But now with this new errata, uh, that doesn't matter anymore. Exactly, and I th- I think um, you know obviously like you said, Sarah's whatever. Alba and Nono are the two that really I I don't want to say benefit because like, this is this isn't like when we say errata, it's it's just like Death Machine was um, when that it's it was a more of a mistranslation than an errata, right? Right. So. We're we're now going to be playing the card as it was intended. Um, 
So, and this this was earlier this week. So everyone's kind of had had their chance to say their piece and kind of go on their witch hunt, grab their pitchforks, or whatever the case may be. But I think the real issue here is, you know, Alba and Sarah; those are newer cards. What am I trying to say? I'm not ex- I'm not excusing the behavior, but when we're going back to Opus Two, when we see a card like Nono that has the same wording that is worded, you know, at least in in English, it's worded incorrectly. So the the real question has become, what other cards now that may just be sitting by the wayside that may be translated incorrectly as well? Right, yeah. I mean, that's definitely a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think really what they should do now is just go back and look at all the cards. <laughs> like, yep. uh, I'm not saying anything else is, is mistranslated at all. Uh, mm-hmm. it, might, it might be zero. Like, But I think... Like, they need to go back and make sure it's zero. Yo, no, 100%. And I think one of the big, uh, you know, people are actually going through and looking at cards. I know, like, as soon as we saw this going on, I know one of the first things that, you know, you know, specifically David Cox was saying that, hey, you know, maybe maybe Chocomog's worded wrong, or maybe some of these other cards are worded wrong, specifically Chocomog because it's in the new seven starter deck with no targets. Yep. Yeah, it's kind of weird. So, sure. you know... It's really hard to say, right? Like, you don't want to go on a witch hunt, but you definitely want to make sure that when these cards are coming out that everybody, you know, if we're all playing the same card game, we want to make sure we're playing the same card game. So, you know, we've always kind of joked that, you know, we see some Japanese lists that we feel like they're playing a different game over there. Well, turns out they kind of are because uh, their cards, you know, some some of the cards are worded just a little bit differently. So, obviously, I, I think maybe now the awareness is there. So I think maybe we'll start to see that. I don't. I don't know if we've heard if they if they're going back through and doing all that kind of stuff now. And I'm sure. I'm sure that's extremely tedious. Oh yeah. I mean, you're talking like thousands of cards. So yeah, thousands of cards, and it's it's a you know, for lack of a better way to say it, like English is probably the most complex language on the planet, yeah. just because of all the shorthand and all the slang and all of those kinds of things that are like acceptable words. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess, what am I trying to say here? They're, they're words that, you know, you, you like, ain't is a word these days. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Right. I think uh, also we're, like, a tiny bit spoiled because most other, like, all the other big card games, I guess minus, well, no, I guess Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon are Japanese card games, right? Mm-hmm. So, but the big one, the big yeah. one being Magic is homegrown yeah. here. Yeah, Magic, like, English is the law, right? Like, if it was a, if, it, if this happened in Magic, then the Japanese cards would be getting eroded, not the English cards. Exactly. Um, exactly. And I'm not saying it's right. Like, it's obviously wrong in both situations, but we, I, I feel like we probably don't feel it as enough, as, as much because of that, and mm-hmm. I would assume Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh have been around for long enough now where they probably have kind of gotten past that phase. But I, I never really right. played them like talking about, so I can't really, I'm not sure. Same. But what what feels bad is is and I think where the root of the issue is coming from is these things aren't coming up until major events. You know, the same thing happened with Death Machine. Um, I, I would feel terrible if I went to like um, you know the Death Machine one's not nearly as bad, right? Because it didn't win the event, but like at the same time, people did lose to the deck because we had it worded a certain way. The same thing's got to be said for cards like Alba. You know, they play Alba. You have you know as far as we knew you would dull as many as they had warriors of darkness, but to find out that like, Oh man, you know, we've been playing this card wrong the whole time. And I lost because I didn't have enough or not, or too many, or, you know, that, that, that makes you, it goes back and it does go make you go back and question. Like, it's, it's very similar to death machine, right? Like it's not that big of a deal, 
But if you were the one that got, you know, beat by it, or if you were one that got, you know, uh, you were on the short end of the stick, you'll feel terrible. Yeah. But also at the same time, it's a, it's an honest mistake. It's not something that was, you know, as far as we knew, these are how the cards worked. Yeah, I think it feels a little worse at the Japan Cup because the the way it was found out was because two European players were there. Mm-hmm. And they thought the card worked one way, and obviously the Japanese players knew that it worked the way it worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in a you know for as Death Machine like we all knew how that card yeah. worked like like we knew we had all read the same card even though yeah. it wasn't working as intended we all read the same card whereas right. in, whereas in this case you could easily be surprised like if if someone played Death Machine in Tampa which happened obviously mm-hmm. uh, if you didn't know what that card did in Tampa that's on you because mm-hmm. because the card's there uh, but like you know like Tim and Alex Hancock's going to Japan. They could be like playing a certain way to play around the Alba, and then the Alba comes down. And they're like, "Psych, it works this way," you know. It's yeah. a little, it's a little bit different, I think. But both unfor- both are unfortunate. So. It also makes you wonder that if they weren't at that event, would we have ever Pro- known? Probably, about this? probably not. Sadly, yeah. And that's, and I think that's really the root of the issue. And um, again, I don't want to beat a dead horse. It's been beaten all week, and I know. I, I've heard that people are working on it, but again, it's it's tedious. It's it's a lot of going back and you know having you know someone translate to you know it's it's not it's not an easy task and it's again this goes back to one of those things that are they really going to dedicate the manpower to it do they have the manpower to spare that kind of thing because obviously you know that for the in the grand scheme of things the game is kind of small potatoes so i don't know we'll see obviously as um you know we'll update everybody as we know more stuff too but it's i think for now um maybe this will be just as this will stay isolated like this but you know hopefully that'll be that'll be all we hear of it or hopefully you know they'll find any other mistake and fix the problem right but you know for now i i think now that now that we're all on the same page i think that's going to help moving forward but we'll see speaking of that event it actually turned out to be a really decent event it looked like it was um i know we had talked about it a little bit last week because it was still going on or the last round was happening when we were doing our podcast and there was draft there was constructed it was two deck constructed yeah, it was a three-day tournament. So it was like day one was constructed, day two was draft, and then mm-hmm. day three it was, was top, top, 12, top 12 with buys for top four and mm-hmm. two deck constructed. And the records from your draft and your your constructed were combined. Mm-hmm. And it was actually won by the player now known as Duncan. He was playing uh, he was playing Fire Ice and also uh, Earth Wind, if I'm not mistaken. I yeah. know he was on Fire Ice 100%. No, yeah, that, those were the two decks he played. Uh, and formerly Kaka, he um, he was a Worlds player last year, so yep. he's, he's good. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, definitely a strong player, and I really liked his Fire Ice list, uh, running the Sephiroths. Um, very similar to his, it was a list that he uh, top-fourd with at an event prior, um, and the, the changes he made, I want to say he added the Sephiroth in there. Um I want to say some of the backups are different. And, like very um, few, and Umaru. Is the yeah, which I think Umaru seems fine. I mean, the deck just—it's—it's it's a Final Fantasy VI deck, so you know, just being able to being able to get the most value out of lock is always important. And I, I want—I didn't really get a chance to look at his Earth Wind list. I know it was running like three uh, three Finas, and it was a uh, the, 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 a lot of the Earth Wind that we're going to be talking about a little bit later. And yeah, we'll—I'll we'll, I'll leave it at that for now. Yeah, it was fairly standard for the most part. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that finished up last week. Congratulations to him winning that event. And I know um, I know. Alec, didn't Alex Hancock and Tim both make top eight of that event as well? I believe 
they both did. Uh, I don't remember. I, I apologize. I don't remember if Tim did, but I, I believe he did. And I know Alex got top four. Yeah. 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 So strong showing all across the board. It, it was, um, uh, you know, I haven't been able to see, chance. I haven't had a chance to watch a lot of it. I've kind of seen like the videos here, videos there. I've just been real busy this week. Like it was a really good event. Um, and then moving to this week, we had another big event. Uh, the water crystal cup over in the UK was happening, uh, this weekend. Uh, I don't know. It was the same thing. This one was day one. It was eight rounds of Swiss cut to top 32 with, um, draft. And then the draft cut to top eight. And, uh, before we start breaking down the event, I want to give a huge congratulations to Mr. Joshua Freeman Birch, uh, Yehoshara himself for winning his, uh, his world's qualifying spot. He is now on the world team. I know last year he had come so close so many times. And now he's uh, he's gotten over that hump. So a huge, huge congratulations on that. Yeah, it seems uh, like a Adam, theme. It seems like a theme this year, right? Like, no, it, it, it has been definitely the uh, the storyline of the season so far. The uh, the the last two players that have qualified, obviously, we're talking about JFB and uh, Colin Rupert. Both of them right there on the cusp last year, and then here they are, right there. They're all and they and they did it early too. So now they can they can I don't want to say they can relax, but the 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 pressure is off if that makes sense yep yeah so so overall adam what did you uh what did you think of the event um i know i didn't really get a chance i had to work on saturday so i kind of popped into day one whenever i could yeah i, I caught a little bit of day one um not a ton uh, mm-hmm. i didn't, didn't really catch any of the draft this morning but i caught pretty much the whole top eight um you know jfb was there joe joe Safir was in the top eight as well Yep, Joseph, uh, congrats to him. Uh, yeah, Robert Phillips doing the, uh, the the commentary this weekend. Commentary was really good, actually. Yeah, I agree uh, with that. I agree with that. They did a fantastic good. job. Yeah, I know. It sucks, you know, when you're a player. Um, both those players are really good players. You know, you're going to take a back seat to commentate. But, I mean, I think it's a lot of fun when I get to do it. So I, oh, I love yeah. it. Um, I absolutely love it. But, you know, that those are two guys that could probably be competing for world spots also. So. But it, mm-hmm. so I'm glad to see that like they took some time to actually get you know people that are really knowledgeable on the mics, which is nice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like you said, JFB uh, kind of took the whole event down. Uh, it it looked like he was never really out of control in top eight. I mean, there were a few matches in his best of threes that he had like some backup issues, but not not a ton. And the reason that is is he only ran 15 backups in his deck. Yeah, so um, before we jump the gun, he was playing Earthwind. Yeah, Earthwind with uh, a lot of spice in it. Uh, I mean, oh, it, yeah. it's mostly Earthwind, but there's ice cards, there's lightning cards, there's fire cards. Oh, know, yeah. And, and that's become kind of the norm. Um, mm-hmm. So, but yeah, he's only running 15 backups, uh, only two semis, uh, three Mion, mm-hmm. which I'm happy to see because I still think that's the right way to go. Yep, uh, zero Mog 11s. I think that might be weird for some people to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. I think it makes a lot of sense, like, if you look at the list. I mean, because he's obviously on the Layax, and he's got a Death Gaze in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure if you talk to him, I'm not sure. He never really said it flat out, but I would probably bet that he's going to take the Dark Fina out of this list because I don't mm-hmm. think I ever saw him play it and probably replace it with a third Fina. I think he could probably go to one area on J2. I know that was mentioned on stream a couple times. But yeah. I know I know yeah. he really likes that card. I also really like that card. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, just the feet. You don't even need him to play the Phoenixes because you already have, like, Shantoto and, and Chaos. Exactly. Yeah, I've actually got the list pulled up here in front of me. Uh, the backups, it was two semis, three Mion, one Chaos, one Minor, one Echo, one Ajito, three Star Sybil, one Toto, one Minfilia, and one Apuparu. 
Yeah, and I, I think the backup line is actually really, really strong. Uh, Echo yeah. did a lot of work for him mm-hmm. um, when I saw it. I never, I didn't see the minor that often. Obviously, like, Semi and, and Mion were played, like, every game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there were a few games where he had some slow starts, but he was still able to to deal with the, pre- the early pressure. Uh, I think the fire water list that he played against was probably gave him the most trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, and he still probably, he still came on top. So, I mean, I, I mean, probably Cecil was MVP based on what I saw. Oh, dude, Earth Cecil's such a great card. I know I've seen, I saw a couple matches where he was just going to town with Dark. He won, I, I want to say it was the fire water player that he beat when he did. Mm-hmm. He played, he, he was on four mm-hmm. and he played Cecil and he had Noctis on board, and he double darked, and like, oh, that yeah. feels so good. And he won. He, well, he actually he had the minor. It was actually even a harder play because he had, but he saw it. It was mm-hmm. he had two Cecil in hand. He popped his minor, got the got back the third Cecil, played Cecil, double dark with Noctis on board, and then like swung for a game. But mm-hmm. yeah, good. I mean, this deck's still extremely powerful. Um, the Aerith mm-hmm. was a little surprising to me, but it did a lot of work for him when I saw him play it. Um, and it's only a one of right, so it's not really going to interrupt the Dotaluma Cactar plan if you ever have to go to that, which is I mean still just a, a a cornerstone of the deck. Yep, and Fina, Fina did a lot of work too, and obviously like between Fina and Veritas, being able to get the full value off Star Sybil, mm-hmm. it feels kind of wrong when you're paying three yeah. for Sybils, you know. Oh no, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So deck seems really powerful. Like I was saying earlier, I don't obviously Earth Wind is not going anywhere. It's the deck is still just a a, a a tier one archetype that you're gonna have to you're gonna have to know how to beat it when you go to a tournament, or or else it's just gonna roll over you. Yep. And it plays a very long game too. So now, um, he, in finals he was actually uh here, here's I guess here's the real shocker, right? In finals he wasn't playing against there was there was no mono water in the finals. I don't know if mono water was in the top eight. I I don't know all the lists, uh, but mm-hmm. I, but the lists I do know none of them are mono water. Uh, which um, ones do you know? Because like I said, I haven't really seen much about it. So there, I'm pretty sure there was a Windwater list. I know there was Mono Wind, the Firewater mm-hmm. Final Fantasy IX list, which was pretty sweet looking, mm-hmm. and then the Earth Ice Flan list that Joe was playing. Um, his list was also really sweet too. I know I, I barely mentioned it like a minute ago. He was playing mm-hmm. Garland Nine, and I never mm-hmm. really thought about it, but Garland Nine with uh, Light Zidane, actually pretty oh, cool. Yeah. Great. It's absolutely um, great. So he was able to like play early Garlands with a, and then play Zidane for two to make him discard, and mm-hmm. then they have to deal with Garland like immediately after he lost his first round um, mm-hmm. in top eight against the Mono Wind player. Uh, but I only Solomon, called, I believe, was his name. Yep, I only called a, a piece of that set, um, and I actually thought when I was li- like left, to, I had to go do something. I thought mm-hmm. Joe was gonna win, and I came back and he had lost. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. See, I got the I got the top eight right here. It was. Um, it was uh, Joshua Freeman Birch against uh, Murphy. Um, I, I, I'm gonna butcher his last name is just NG. I don't know how that's pronounced. Mm-hmm. P- pardon my ignorance. Uh, we had Michael McMillan versus uh, Salim Arudi. A- 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 mm-hmm. uh, we had Simon Drake versus Joe Hill, and we had Callum Hackett versus Anthony Say. Um, and then obviously it was JFB versus Salim, Simon versus Callum, then JFB versus Simon in the finals. Now. I was trying to listen to the finals as I was driving home today, and uh, my Twitch kind of froze up on me as I was coming back into my neighborhood because shit ton of trees around here. But I, I hear there, I hear there was a there, there was quite the assist from Simon here getting JFB the win. Uh, kind of talk about what happened at him. Yeah, he uh, he he punted into the stands for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a Lezerford out, and Lezerford mm-hmm. was one of like his spicier cards too that you don't see super often that, he, but that he was running. Um, mm-hmm. 
and I he just didn't read what his own Lezerford did, sadly. Uh, so JFB set up a Noctis play, took the six-point of damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Simon had four forwards on board. I think it was Bartz, Vada, Yastola, and Aerith, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so JFB attempted to break Bartz and fight Yastola. Um, okay. to try to force kind of the Yastola pop. Mm-hmm. Um, and Simon responded by Lezaferding his own Yastola. Now, mo- like so cards like Cactar, Conductor, and Archer, uh, Opus 4 Archer, I believe, what Uh-oh. those do is you break them and you target your own forward, and then the next damage that's dealt to that forward is zero. Lezaferd says, choose a forward, the next damage it deals is zero. So, mm. he actually ended up making it so JFB didn't even have to pay to save his Noctis. And instead, yeah. uh, he was forced to pop his Yastola to save his Bartz. Otherwise, he would have just lost two forwards. And he had to pay to pop his Lezerford. So he also lost his Lezerford. Oh, that's a, that's a big oof. Yeah, and it was definitely at the point where I, I think Simon had probably turned the corner in that game. Not to say mm-hmm. that JFB couldn't have won from that position. Uh, but the Noctis was kind of just like, Almost like a desperation move. I mean, it's still a six-point Noctis. It's still really good. And But mm-hmm. it was on Simon's attacks. Like, Simon knew he was going to put him to six. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, he just used his Lezerford wrong. That's that's just unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, it's, it sucks. It's nerves. I get it. But definitely, like, if, when you're in that point, you read your card. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. And uh, hopefully that, that's going to be one of those. Uh, that's going to be one of those moments where he's going to carry that Lezaford around in his wallet for the next couple months until the next event. So, but we'll see what happens, man. He's obviously a really good player. He uh, they had what 130 people at this event this weekend. Yeah, I believe it's like a final number was like 138, I think. Yeah. So to to go through that field, make it to the finals, you know, you, you're still you still had a monster weekend of cards. Don't let the you know don't let the one misplay that probably cost you the finals, you know. Don't let that don't let that beat you up. But at the same time, you know it's it's rough. It's rough to go so far, and then to you know have that happen where you're just like, oh shit, I just literally turnover on downs for sure. Yep. But nonetheless, still uh still you know congratulations to JFB. Uh, you know it's really really exciting to have him on the world's team. The um, what am I trying to say here? The um. The, the world, the world's picture is shaping up very, very nicely. We still have, you know, we have Toby, we have Alex, we have JFB, and we have Colin Rupert so far. Those are four really, really, really strong names. Yeah, and I guess also from the uh, the Crystal Cup, we got like the next promo look. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's actually really cool. The uh, it's the the Road to Worlds promo. Yep, it's the first you know, Legend they, promo ever. I, yeah, I believe. actually, it is. So. Um, it's the uh, oh. No, well, Noctis. Noctis was a promo. I guess technically that's true. He's a box hopper and Cloud too. But this isn't, you can't just buy this. Like, this is going to probably be one of the more rare promos, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. In that regard, absolutely. Yeah, the fact that it's a, it's the Opus 6 Zidane, the 4CP one. Oh, that's really cool. It has the nice, you know, nice foil gold etching, uh, you know, the World to Worlds promo. Now, no, didn't they, they were, did they get him at this event today? No, no, it's for uh, Euros over there. Okay. And uh, I, I thought it was for our Nats. I thought that's what they said, but I've been informed that uh, we don't know how we're going to get them yet. Uh, it's possible that maybe they're, like, prizes for the people that win the LQs. I don't know. 
Um, okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I think that's either way. I think that's really cool. Um, I, I love seeing, I don't know what it is, man. The pro the promo program in this game has really, really just been stepped up to the next level. And I, I don't think they've put any bad ones out. Like obviously we're in May. So I believe now this month's promo is what a Lua. Yep. We're just coming off the Cagnazzo month. And then next month it's Alex Hancock's promo, the full, the, the five CP Barts. Yep. So, so the, the promos are really, really fantastic, and they just keep getting better. Boy, they've come a long way since, like, Lan and Saz, right? Yeah, and I, I mean, they're also making them less available. So Which I, I think is fun. I, I, think that's I have no issue with it. I just, I, I know some people do. Um, so I think that's, like, kind of the trade-off is, like, they're making them better cards. Um, mm. And, you know, we're getting these full arts, but they're harder to get for sure. Yeah, and, I, and I'm 100% okay with that. I, I like that these promos that they're giving out, like in these these tournament kits, essentially, to be available at tournaments. Like, you know, it's a card game. You need to go play the game to get the promos. I get, I understand it's a collectible card game or a trading card game, so you want to collect them as well. But it's a game first. So being able to, having to, you know, actually attend events and do well to get, like, the foils at least, I think that's 100% the way to go. And it's good that they're the the cards themselves are just staples and ones you can see playing. I'll, I'll, I'll beat that horse till I'm blue in the face. But, but again, it's really solid weekend overall. You know, next weekend we're looking really stacked cause we've got, uh, the, um, elk LQs are starting around here. Yeah. I mean, starting uh, all over the U S but yeah, there are a few near kind of near yeah. us. Yeah. I know a few people are going to West Virginia. That's a few hours. I want to say it's like a three, three and a half hour, four hour drive. So it'd be like no different than us going to Pennsylvania this weekend. So that's happening. We've got our Soldier Series event this weekend, which, you know, that was rough. You know, we had scheduled this one when the LQs were coming up, so we're actually going to lose some bodies to that. But same time, we still got that coming up. We're actually not streaming this one, so no one's really going to be missing out. Uh, but we actually get to play in something, which is going to be kind of nice, which will be, you know, fun. And the other thing coming up, there's another little event happening next weekend. It's our own water uh, crystal cup over in Portland. Yeah, and uh, that one, this one is not draft. Is that correct? It is not. Yeah, we don't we don't start our draft until Kansas City. That's the first one. Yep. And that's that's what a little over a little over a month away. Yeah, I think a, almost exactly a month away. Yeah. So there's a lot lot to look forward to, especially this weekend coming up. LQ season's in full effect. We got some local tournaments. We got a Crystal Cup. Uh, so make sure you guys tune into that. I know the Break Zone is doing the commentary. They've got a new camera system, so they can do multiple feature matches which is absolutely fantastic. You know, the more the merrier. That's one thing I'll, I'll, I'll never say enough of in this game. If you can run a second feature match, please do it. It's just the downtime is still an issue. Um, I get it if you're in a small space and you can't have the two feature match set, set up. But sometimes having these 30, 40-minute breaks is brutal. And it's tough on the commentary team. Like, if you have to if there's not really much going on, it's really hard to sit there and keep people engaged. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, why having that second feature match allows you to have something to talk about, but you know, it's really all about keeping the stream engaged because you want them to watch, you want them to stick around. You want to make sure that they're, they're ready to go when the next match starts. So the more you can do on cameras, again, we're, we're, we're beating dead horses today, man. That seems to be the theme of this episode there. The, the stable's been cleared. Um, there's glue everywhere, but yeah, so I, I think that'll be really neat to watch. I'm, I'm excited to tune in. We'll probably uh, I'll see if I can get them to throw it on Battlegrounds while we're doing our event. So we'll see what that's about. 
But as far as the news goes, Adam, that's all I've got. You got any, got any headlines, anything hot off the presses uh, happening between now between now and when we started? I guess the only other thing I can maybe think about is the Octagon Open. There's only two people oh, left now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, congrats to Muhammad. Uh, he's in the finals now. Top four was uh, Muhammad versus Colin Rupert. And is Alejandro and uh, – it was him and Chris Neal, right? I, I believe Chris Neal won, but uh, don't quote me on that. Okay. Well, either way, like I, I think, you know, it was a really strong top four. Um, you know, and you know, Muhammad obviously having to play against Colin Rupert, a mono water mirror, which I'm sure was just an absolute barn burner to watch. But um, you know, I can't wait to see that. When is when is that final supposed to take place? Do you know? I don't know. I don't know if they've set the time up yet. Well, I'm definitely going to be rooting for Muhammad. Got to root for the uh, the hometown boys. So. You know, good luck to him, and good luck to if it's either Alejandro or Chris Neal. Good luck to both of you as well. You're both fantastic players, so don't don't let my location bias, you know, turn anybody away. Because you know, we we all love each other around here. But uh, as far as that goes, yeah, I've no other headlines for me unless unless they're uh, they're the ace reporter on the streets bringing it in. No, I got nothing else. <laughs> we got nothing. But, um, yeah, so what we want to talk about here, kind of talking about Portland, is that, you know, really our last bit of news. Um, let's, let's kind of talk about what the expectation is. Obviously, you know, once the deck lists come out from the Crystal Cup from the U.K., that's going to potentially have an impact on what people play because people are going to start testing those decks. They're going to start trying different things. Um, so, Adam, let's, let's talk kind of quick uh, quick predictions here, um, just kind of one-shot it. Not, not so much what we think is going to win, but do you think there's going to be an archetype that's going to be a bigger player here than there was at maybe the last couple? Uh, like, are you are you counting this weekend as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're definitely throwing this this one in there. Probably not many surprises, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, I expect to see Mono Water is still really popular here. Um, it mm-hmm. did, you know, we didn't really see quite make the cut um, over in Europe, but I expect a lot of the field to be on that. It's a really strong deck. I expect mm-hmm. to see more Dotaluma than we saw in Tampa, for sure. Yep. Um, which might make some, you know, people over here in America still like Minwoo, so I wouldn't be surprised to see that in water mm-hmm. decks. No, oh, absolutely. Um, I think you'll still see a little bit of the Final Fantasy IX deck. It's starting to pick up steam. Uh, watching uh, the, you know, the the guy play in Europe, I believe it was Celine that was playing it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty sweet. I mean, he got 10k VVs off a few yeah, times. Yeah, he, he, he nuked people with vv a couple times um i mean his basically his whole backup line was nine with like mm-hmm. except with a few exceptions mm-hmm. and so he was playing zidane for like po- positive cp oh um, yeah so i did i never saw him play the new legends Zidane. Mm-hmm. i don't know how many are in the deck but he was playing uh baby phoenix so mm-hmm. but every time i saw him cast it it was always to target a garnet so mm-hmm. I can see that. Did he, I think the one play where he did he did garnet uh he did or he did uh he did Phoenix a VV back in yeah to yeah, get, yeah. The, to get the ten k nuke on something or twelve k technically. Yep, and he uh, one time he Phoenix and a uh, garnet to make a Phoenix only deal three k. That's pretty good. So, That's pretty good. Yeah, I, I think that deck is starting to pick up more steam. I think it's it's a bit of an aggro deck, I guess. Like it can mm-hmm. go really wide, but I think it's. It's. I think it's a little bit slower than what you saw at Tampa. Like I, I think that people in Tampa were playing it really, really fast. It was like I'm gonna play the New Zidane with hate, like with Sage and Belias. And then mm-hmm. if you look at this list, it was more like I'm gonna play a bunch of Final Fantasy Nine backups, and then just like search my deck a bunch of times with Steiner, 
mm-hmm. <laughs> and play Layla Viking, Cloud of Darkness, you know, all that stuff. Yep. So. And when Vivi's sitting on a 1 CP, nuke something for 10k, that's pretty good value in my opinion. Oh yeah, I mean, if you get to that point, it makes the, all the synergy worth it. Mm-hmm. For sure. And then like Freya was doing work too. So mm-hmm. it it looked really cool. Really good. Um, I don't I don't know how much Earth Ice you're gonna see there, mm-hmm. but it, that's another deck definitely that should be on people's radar. And then obviously like Mono Wind and Wind Water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So do we think at this point going into going into Portland there is there do do we feel like I don't not to use like a you know a, a kind of a cliche term, but do we think the meta is getting close to being solved? Uh, I mean it's still a lot of ways you can play i mean like i'm pretty sure there was a fire earth deck in top eight at europe too mm-hmm. um i think i saw someone say that which probably means it was final fantasy 7 if i had to guess mm-hmm. i'm not 100 percent sure i mean that's still that deck's still pretty good you have to be worried about so many things yeah um and i think there is a lot that's good so i don't i don't really know if defines the right word but definitely more fleshed out for sure. Like people are understanding like what's good, but there's still so many things that are good. No, yeah, I agree. Um, now, as far as some of the names that are going to be there, I know, uh, I know, you know, California is going to have a strong presence there. I'm pretty sure Oki's going, uh, Berkeley's going. Um, is do we know if Greg Cole's going 100? percent I I don't. I know. I, I would expect to see a lot of Meta Potion guys, and then a lot of guys yep. from up in, in near the Portland area that you don't normally see. Yep, and I know some of the Washington guys will be coming down. I know the um, let's see. I know uh, the Jersey boys are going to be going as well. I know um, I know John, Dan, I think PJ are all going. Yeah, that, and uh, so is uh, Alex maybe yeah. going too. I'm not sure. I believe he said he was. So. Okay, so there's going to be some strong representation there. Um, it, again, this is one that isn't. Uh, this is constructed all the way through, so that no one has to worry about having that uh, playing that draft game, but. It, it, it's so up in the air, like you said. You know, it's kind of touch bases on it. There's, there's so much to prepare for. Do, you, do you think it's almost too much, or are we at that point now in this meta, or like right, as of right now, if we were to snapshot it, do you have to like maybe let a matchup go potentially? Like, ah, uh, you know what, this one's not the greatest, but everything else is fine. Do you let that one matchup go, or do you run the risk of, oh wow, what if I run into that matchup four times in the same day? Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard. I think you have to make a call of what you're gonna see more of, and mm-hmm. try to like tech toward that while not while still being good against like the general stuff. Because I mean, you might run into some random stuff too. So you got. I think that's why Earthwind. Earthwind is very good against just like like people Jack. trying to bring their own personal spice stuff, and then you're just like here, deal with this Dotaluma yeah. Cecil Noctis. Like mm-hmm. Mono Wind is like that too, uh, where it's just like generically good. Uh, you can kind of like beat mono wind out the gate though so some janky or faster stuff can beat that but then the janky or faster stuff's gonna have trouble with mono water because like you're not gonna like you're gonna get punished if yep. you try to do that versus them so yeah, it's hard it's really hard i don't envy people going to a lot of these things because trying to figure out what to, like i would probably be on something really really safe i'd probably be looking at mono water or Earthwind mm. for sure. Well, that, that actually uh, that actually was going to segue into my next question. Uh, I know we're going to be you know we got these videos coming up. Um, if you were going to play something like seriously, like I'm, I'm going there, my goal is to win, and you had to narrow it down. I'll, 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 I'll give you I'll give you an easy way out. I'll let you have two decks. What would what do you think you'd be playing? Oh, I mean, yeah, I just said it right. So <laughs> Mono Water and Earthwind probably. Uh, I don't know. Do you think you would like lean towards coming down like, the night of the tournament or the morning of? All right, this is what I'm playing. This is what I'm registering. This is what I'm playing. For Which me, 
Yeah. Mono Water is so much less stressful to play. <laughs> to, mm -hmm. For me. Like, I've played a good amount with both decks. Yeah. Um, Earthwind can have some trickier stuff that you have to deal with. and like, ways you have to sequence certain things. It is very strong. But Mono Water, a lot of times, stuff can be pretty straightforward. So... I'd probably lean more toward mono water, but they, I'd probably be bringing both decks with me. Uh, but my video, uh, I'm probably gonna end up doing on something more fun. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'll probably end up doing like Earth Fire or something. But rest assured, yeah, I, yeah. if I was going, I would definitely be playing one of those two for sure. So uh, what would you yeah. be playing? Well, I know um, I'd be 100% playing either Fire Ice or Mono Wind. I've been playing a lot of Mono Wind lately, and I think that deck is just still in a really, really good spot. And because of Earth Wind kind of being on the, you know, where it's at now, kind of you know, really making this hard comeback, I still think it gives Fire Ice a really hard time. So just because of that, I would probably be on Mono Wind. Um not that I think either one is bad, because I'm definitely playing more of the uh, the Japanese list with the Sephiroths and the Sid Allstain and all that stuff. And that, the deck feels really good, like really, really good. But I, I think if I had to, like, just because just I want clean consistency, and I, I, I just think Mono Wind, especially, you know, it's the reps I've had on it, this meta has just been really, really solid. So that's what I'd play. Uh, the video, I'm doing another deck I'd consider, just, again, to keep it fun and interesting, because I know, you know, Adam covered... Um, mono win two ways last time and i don't think we want to see a third mono win deck even though mine is different from those two um and i now i will I'll, I'll go into that one a little bit more but it is a carbuncle deck so that's what i'd be covering but i don't know like, i i think i think the tournament is still really wide open but I, I think you could easily see a lot of the usual suspects again but i, I think regardless it's going to be a good tournament and do you think, uh, you know, going kind of bringing it back full circle, do you think any of the cards that now that we know how they work, you know, specifically Alba and Sarah and maybe even Nono, do you think these cards are going to have an impact on this event at all, maybe? Uh, not. Like, probably not, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I mean, it definitely helps. Like I said, Sarah doesn't matter. Like, it, it, mm -hmm. it really didn't change her at all, to be honest. Because you could target mm -hmm. your own stuff anyways. Absolutely. Um, it does make the the Warrior Darkness, like the JFB list, a little bit better. But if you're going to play that, I would recommend that you just play Earthwind. It's just, exactly. It's just better. Exactly. Uh, and then... Playing the 15 backups is the way to go? or I don't know. I that's, it, To me, I mean, it paid off for him. It was definitely ballsy. Uh, it makes your draws... If you can get your backups established early, your draws become way more lethal later in the oh, game. Oh, for sure. Um, so if you can get away with it, yeah, for sure. Um, if you're comfortable on it. And I guess his thought was like he was probably just prepared to pay overpay for Simi a lot early and then play uh Sim or overpay for Star to go get Simi to pay to play Simi and then your follow up would be like Neon or something um, and then yeah, that's how he's kind of filtering through to see more of his backups and he did that a few times mm -hmm. so I mean maybe maybe that is the way to go and then it gives you more gas later in the game. Um, no, that's fair because there's nothing worse than getting to that late game moment and drawing backups. And you're just like, well, I just, I just lose here. Yeah, and then you know, like your forwards in that deck um, can kind of stave off aggro. You got like Dottaluma, Cecil. Mm -hmm. uh, he's. I, I assume that's probably why he was running Dark Fina. Is mm -hmm. because like, okay, if I get put to five, you know, if I've kind of got my chaos out and stuff, I can get, then just play my Dark Fina, go get Phoenix, play, you know, cast it, and get a Yustola back or something. Yeah, or even a Zidane or a Nurianje, whatever, or a Noctis. I mean, there's just a lot that could... Yeah, there's a lot in that deck that could just... It's, it's really, really good targets for that, and it's... I don't know, it seems neat, and I can't wait to actually go back and watch 
uh, like as soon as we're done recording, I'm gonna I'm gonna get some. It is Cinco de Mayo. I'm gonna get some tacos and I'm gonna watch the rest of Top Eight. That's what I'm doing. That's how my afternoon is gonna play out. Yeah. So but, I mean, uh, like like those decks, I, I think you're gonna see a lot of safe stuff. Like I don't think you're gonna see anything crazy. See, I'm glad you said that too because that was gonna be kind of my next point. Um, I, I think it becomes I think safety first is the uh, like maybe the rule here. Again, we're talking world spot on the line, and right now. Right now, the company's getting pretty elite for these uh, these world's qualified players. If it isn't elite already, um, so do you? I guess with that being said, going going with something safe. But do you think there will be maybe a breakout archetype or a breakout deck that could potentially, or they'll, they'll, will there be a breakout archetype that won't end in a card being eroded or a card <laughs> being worded the way it should be? I don't. I don't think so. I, I if I'd be pleasantly surprised if we saw something like super new that we felt was very strong mm-hmm. uh that makes it into like deep into day two mm-hmm. um i, I think you're gonna day. see like the norm like you might see like a seven a final fantasy seven deck or something sneak in that's, sure. that's probably the craziest thing um because well, also to keep in mind that since there is no draft you know x and three can get you there like a, a, a deep x and three can get you there and also too um what am i trying to say yeah, like not having that draft portion means means your day one can be. You just have to be good enough. You just have to be good enough. And like I was saying, deep X and threes can get in. So you're you don't necessarily have to be playing the the best deck in the room unless you want to win, obviously. Um, but yeah, I, I think with as deep as the as deep as it can go with that top thirty two and all top thirty two being two out of three, I really really genuinely think you better be practicing from here on out like two out of three sets. Um, you should also be playing something that that isn't just like a flash in the pan, like Swiss Buster. You want to have something. You want to have something that can legitimately manage a two out of three set. Because you know, look at Colin Rupert at Tampa. You know, he, he had to play. Was it if, if, to go from like thirty-two to one? It's what five two out of three sets. Yeah, I mean that's everybody though. Even if you're not. Yeah, but I'm saying that's still five two out of three sets. But if you're if you're that that thirty-two seed, that scrappy thirty-two seed that makes it in, or like, oh man, I almost missed it. And if you're in that cut and you're just playing like a Swiss Buster kind of deck, you're going to have a hard time. It's going to be a really hard, you know, maximum five rounds to win. But, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. It's do, do anything I said there make sense? No, I, I get what you're saying. But, like, yeah, I mean, if, that, if that's the question, like, yeah, I think things will sneak in. But I don't think anything makes it deep that's, like, surprising, honestly. Um, I do think since, you know, over here, for some reason, we still like our purple cards and our Scion decks. You'll probably mm-hmm. see some more of that than usual, mm-hmm. um, but I honestly like I don't I don't see those as that safe right now. No, I really don't. I, I, I do. Do you think uh, you know with, with you know all the puns intended? Do you just think like the, the deck the, the field is just going to be flooded with water decks? I think it's going to be a lot of it. I think a lot of people here had determined that that's probably like one of the better decks. That and Earthwind, I think, mm-hmm. are kind of fighting for like what people think is the best but then you don't want to sleep on like i think tampa was weird because of the amount of yuris that we saw and so i think you're definitely gonna see more yuris yeah uh, so. yuri's still a very powerful card so you know i wouldn't sleep on mono wind i wouldn't sleep on any kind of ice build but when, when i look at earth earth ice flan i i still consider that an uh, um that's still a, a an ice deck it just has a few you know like it's it really enough to play shantoto and maybe like cecil or something but yeah, the ones I see typically are, you know, you got your Flams, you got your Cecils, your Shantotos, and then typically like a Jesse. 
to search yeah. for Sephiroth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, sometimes there's a little bit more stuff of that. Like, Hunter's List likes to play Dottaluma, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's all in the Dottaluma Terra machine gun plan. That's what he likes to do. And, and I still think that's a fine way to play the deck as well, you know. So... I agree with you. I, I think there is kind of a pecking order here, and I think you know if you're playing if you're playing mono water or earth wind, you're putting yourself in a really really solid position to take the whole thing. But th- those decks take reps. There, while you may look at the deck, you may look at something like mono water and be like, "Oh, that's pretty brainless." Um, sometimes sequencing is extremely important. So, you know, the the, be- the better water if you're playing a water mirror, the better player is clearly going to win. That's I mean that's John Madden. That's John Madden talk one hundred and one. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's still... I I say it's like, for me, it's less stressful because, to me, the lines are clearer than in Mm -hmm. Earthwind a lot of times, but that doesn't mean it's easy to play. Oh, absolutely. 100%. But no, it's going to be really exciting to see. I can't really... I can't wait to, you know, check out, I think, the commentary. I think the commentary and the coverage is going to be great. Um, I think the tournament's going to be good. It's a sold sold out event. And uh, did they cap it at, uh, like, 120 or something like that? It's like 130-something. I don't remember if they completely sold out yet, but it's, like, somewhere in the neighborhood of 130. Okay, because I had heard that it had sold out completely, and or maybe it sold out and they added a few more spots. I think they did add a couple more, yeah. But but I know it's going to be a really, really full house, and I absolutely can't wait to see it. And, I, I, you know, good luck to everybody going over there. Um, You know, I'll be rooting for some certain people. But at the same time, man, I think I think it's anybody's game. As long, as long as you've practiced up and you're ready to roll, man, you know, the eight rounds of Swiss and then a top 32 cuts a long day of cards. It's a long weekend of cards, so it could go, it, you know, it could go anyway. Yep. Yeah, I'll be. I'm excited to watch it. So. Yeah, but with uh, with that being said, not really, uh, not really much else to cover. Um, you know, like I said, I'm ready to dive back in. I, I was kind of playing Magic all week, and now that I've now that I've gotten that, you know. I've gotten all caught up with that. I know what's going on. I'm going to really dive back into Final Fantasy, especially with, you know, the events we got coming up this weekend, LQ season's on the way. Um, I definitely want to try to actually, you know, play in Nats this year as opposed to stopping just short every other time. So, you know, we got a lot of those to get ready for. We got our Soldier Series event, and then we've got um, – I still don't know. I'm trying to go to Toronto. I just don't know if that's going to end up being in the cards yet. It's uh, I got I got to, you know – you know, shit or get off the pot at this point because that's less than a month away. Um, oh yeah, I said I said Kansas City is less than a month away. I was confusing it with the Toronto date. So correct. Yeah, they're both that. in June. Like yeah. June is bookended by two like really really monster events. Yeah. And um, so yeah, there's just a lot going on. Like we're we are we are literally in in the belly of the beast here with a uh, competitive with the competitive season. So I can't wait to see. And again, you know, big congratulations to JFB. He is the man of the hour this weekend. Um, so I can't wait to see what's next. Maybe now we'll see him commentate the other events. Huh? Huh? Maybe? Maybe? Possible. I, I, if it were me, I'd probably still be playing. So I don't know what his oh, plans I would too. are. You definitely want to stay sharp, man. But, yeah. but I wouldn't be upset if I was already qualified for Worlds and someone was like, hey, will you commentate the next one? Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, that's fine. I wouldn't be upset at it. But honestly, I wouldn't be upset at commentating any event because I love that. But Same. With that being said, Adam, any parting thoughts today? No, I got nothing. Yeah, neither do I. Um, like I said, be on the lookout for our, uh, you know, our, our deck techs coming up. I know we, uh, oh, Steven, 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 Steven. We've done a, we've had a couple interviews that we've done, but uh, the um, the audio was messed up. So be on the lookout for those uh, community spotlight videos coming out as well. Um, seems like this, uh, this, this absorption from, you know, from the Turks and has been a really big, really good boost for the, uh, for all of us. So, you know, be on the lookout for just more content. It's just been a, been a busy week for a lot of us. So, 
we got a lot going on. But you know, that's all I've got. Until next time, friends. Yeah. See you later. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening once again to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like this content and you want to hear more, check us out on YouTube at RVA Returners. And make sure you follow us on SoundCloud and check us out on Google Play and iTunes. Yeah.